Salutations and Ave. Welcome to Babylon Rising, a podcast with a focus on witchcraft, sexuality, and creativity. Isn't more to everything than following a bunch of old rules? Isn't more to everything than following a bunch of old rules? Old rules? Isn't more to everything than following a bunch of old rules? Let's begin this episode of the show with a brief reading. Ethereal Father, Mighty Titan, here. Great fire of gods and men whom all revere, endued with various counsel pure and strong, to whom perfection and decrease belong. Consumed by thee all forms that hourly die, by thee restored their former place supply, the world immense in everlasting chains, strong and ineffable, thy power contains. Father of vast eternity divine, O mighty Saturn, various speech is thine. Blossom of earth and of the starry skies, Husband of Rhea and Prometheus, wife. Obstetric nature, venerable root, from which the various forms of being shoot. No parts peculiar can thy power enclose. Diffused, throw all from which the world arose. O best of beings of a subtle mind, propitious here to holy prayers inclined. The sacred rites benevolent attend, and grant a blameless life, a blessed end. That, my friends, has been me reading the Orphic Hymn to Saturn, which I figured would be very fitting considering the topic I want to discuss on this episode will be some Saturnian mysteries I myself have come across in my practice um, recently and all up until recently. Um, I also figured since this episode will have been recorded and released on a Saturday, um, everything seems to be just fitting together in the kind of way that people can only plan for. So I kind of just wanted to discuss um, Saturn mysteries and its Saturn's rulership and its powers just because it's something that I've been really called to do for a while now. I will say that although the office of Saturn is um, oftentimes... Uh, discipline, uh, death, boundaries, um, restraint, control. I am definitely not someone who um, has a lot of self-control or um, self-discipline, I will say this, Um, but that hasn't stopped me from being absolutely fascinated by Saturn, the planet, 
um, spirits, gods, demons, angels associated with Saturn, um, as well as its offices, like I've mentioned before, especially the aspect of death and boundaries, um, which I think are pretty generally interesting to practitioners of all stripes and colors, um, especially since oftentimes we work in between certain types of boundaries. Um, something important to consider as well. <sighs> Just to like quickly reiterate before I go on much further, I want to just quickly reiterate some of the offices of the planet of Saturn. If you are less familiar with set, um, with not just Saturnian magic, but planetary magic in general, um, it's not uncommon for practitioners, again, of all stripes and colors to call upon the powers of, um, the planet Saturn, Saturn in, um, the types of workings we do that concern, Death, darkness, uh, boundaries, aging, protection, and even healing, but also binding and authority, etc. I think you kind of get the idea from there. Um, and so when I talk about my attraction to Satur more Saturnian energies, despite the fact that I've, I've always felt kind of lackadaisical, I mean not just um, in the way that I alone behave and carry myself, but also um, from people who don't even understand me all that well. Um, I've often been told that I have uh, no ambition um, and no discipline to pursue an ambition in the first place in, in life. Uh, but the idea of these sort of um, boundaries, societal boundaries, um, and also sort of um, spiritual boundaries when you move from one place to another, um, when you cross spiritual boundaries, I know that certainly played a big role in my life and I'm sure in the lives of others when you are moving from maybe one spiritual belief to another, especially one that has um, a taboo against what you may believe. I know that when I was, um, when people were trying to indoctrinate me into the Christian religion um, and I would have my own more pagan um, more earth-based spiritual beliefs that always felt like crossing a boundary, even when, you know, neither place, neither position was necessarily a home to me at that point. I always felt myself crossing a line, so to speak. Um, and now, more recently, especially as I have began a more rigorous spiritual practice with the planets, um, I always get sort of the heebie-jeebies whenever it's a Saturday, which is very discordant with, you know, Saturday vibes in my mundane life where Sunday is when I lay around all day and do nothing really and um, dread all the work I'm leaving till Sunday, um, but otherwise um, play around and have fun. Whereas Sundays where 
I might be more comfortable doing those types of things. Saturday is when I rush to do all of my work because the work week is about to start. The school week, I mean, is about to start for me. Um, Interesting stuff. Now, since my more rigorous practice with the planets, um, even though my Saturnian, more my workings with Saturn give me a bit of the heebie-jeebies, I think rightfully so. Um, even though this show, um, and privately, I'm no stranger to discussing topics of darkness and death and necromancy, etc., etc. Review episodes of the show if you're getting kind of lost here. Um, I think it's right to be a little, um, apprehensive about such types of powers in the universe. (sighs) Sorry, I had to take a breath there. I feel like I'm just like going a mile a minute with my words and I'm getting confused. So what I'm trying to say is that I am rightfully apprehensive of such powerful forces in the universe, um, and yet they are very attractive to me in many, many ways. I have a very odd sleep schedule. That is not a non sequitur entirely. This is completely related to the topic at hand because I'm going to tell you a bit about a dream I had. Now, I have a bit of an odd sleep schedule because um, I wake up many hours before it would be more appropriate for me to do so to um, wake my mom up uh, so she can get ready for her work day. It's just part of my routine at this point in my life. Um, But after I wake her up, I tend to go back to sleep Um, and pretty immediately fall back asleep at that. Now, I got up and woke her up and went back to sleep like is very typical for me. Something that is also typical for me is that I talk in my sleep, (laughs) which is interesting to think about. I think I've shared on an episode of the show before that my mom grew up sleepwalking. I'm so thankful that I'm not a sleepwalker, but I am a sleep talker. Um, Mainly if someone is talking to me and I'm sleeping, but I do sometimes talk to myself in my sleep um, as I do in real life. I do often talk to myself. That's why I have a podcast. Um, And after going back asleep, I started talking to myself Um, Well, not to myself. I felt like I was talking to Saturn himself. Um, And I said, because I was, you know, half asleep and out of my mind, if that's really you, if you are who you say you are, Saturn, come into my dreams now and, and show me what it is that you seem to be really wanting to tell me. Um, And that I, you know, so often refuse to hear. I didn't say all those extra parts. I just said, if that you come into my dreams right now and tell me what you got to tell me. Um, Because again, I was half asleep and out of my mind. And Saturn did come into my dreams. And after that, I'm a little bit confused about what the dream was about exactly. I just remember waking up uh, in a cold sweat and nearly falling out of my bed. Um, from being panicked and freaked out. I will say there are different types of fearful responses that I have had in this path. 
over the years. Um, and there are just types of fears that you feel when you're not necessarily terrified or really scared or upset necessarily, but just, you know, sort of freaked out about a situation. When I woke up out of my sleep and again, nearly fell out of my bed, I rushed to write everything down, even though I could not remember the second part of the dream. Um, but I do know that ever since then, and leading up to that dream, of course, when I do my workings with other planets or other of my more um, familiar spirits, um, the goetic spirits that I evoke on a regular basis or evoke through my artwork also on a regular basis, um, I tend to also get inadvertent messages from Saturn telling me that I should um, include more Saturnian themes in my practice, in my work, um, both um, in a spiritual sense and also through my artwork. I've been working uh, recently with making more enchanting artwork, and I mean that on a magical level, um, especially in connection with um, spirits and, and evocation and artwork. And in speaking to my more familiar spirits about this project of mine, this ongoing magical endeavor, um, I just get also Saturn on the line saying, hey, include me in on this. Like, this is what the next steps, next steps for you are, okay? Um, again, I am not the best in relaying messages from others into, um, other people's ears, I tend to sort of uh, convolute the message with my own um, way of speaking. <laughs> so I do apologize for that. Spirits don't sound to me like I sound to you. So it, it was properly ominous and mysterious and Saturnian. It was amazing. But also, um, it made me consider my own, my, um, my literal relationship to the planet Saturn in terms of my my uh, chart actually I was like why has how why have I always felt so attracted to this power that exists all around us this force that you know exists in every interaction that we have um and also you know something that I'm so attracted to and also very apprehensive of and dismissive of in my practice um why has this been such a theme in my entire life um and that inspired me to really look into my chart and you know what i thought it was very interesting that i have saturn placed in the eighth house which i've seen associated with a um fascination with death beginning at a young age um, sometimes associated with, um, emotional neglect and trauma and also a long life for some reason. Um, so that's all very interesting, but considering my plans, I guess, uh, are to now more intentionally make Saturn, um, a part of my regular magical practice. 
I think I'm going to focus more on uh, binding and boundary magic, which I admittedly um, allot the bare minimum amount of attention to. I do um, a binding and protection ritual usually around once a week, um, among other things in terms of my spiritual protection. So don't get any funny ideas out there. Um, uh, and it's maybe it's just that I'm not as enthusiastic about protection magic that I, that I feel that I should be. Um, although I've read a bunch about it and listened to people do discuss protection magic a lot. And it is very important, especially if you're planning on doing, um, evoking, spirits and summoning demons and etc etc i think in general protection magic is a good idea for everybody no matter no matter if what you're doing would be considered um more or less um advanced uh it's good to uh feel secure in your abilities i will say that um now this year Halloween was on a Saturday, um, and also there was a full moon on that Saturday. So I spent the day, well, I spent the late evening, um, going for a walk. It was brisk and chilly. I went for a walk in the nearby historic graveyard and also visited the ghost church, um, that is also nearby. Um, basically there was this church that I think stood there for like maybe over 50 years and then it was taken down, I think, let me count in my head, um, almost, um, also 50 years, more than 50 years ago, they took down this church that stood when my city was a very rural farming community and the church is now sort of a ghost of what it once was like the building itself has been taken down but the foundations still are in the ground which is very creepy to think about um the foundations are just there right where i walk where I go to catch the bus, where everyone, you know, the corn store where people get their cigarettes, like it's just right there, <laughs> just sitting there, being a shell of its former self. Um, in the ground where the foundations are, there are like markers. Um, they like have marked out where the foundations of the church used to be. And so it's very strange to just go sit in this ghost church um, and to think about all the people who went to that church being dead, sitting also right beside you. And also thinking about the way that history is just so haunting. Like, as much as I am absolutely disgusted by the genocide and colonization that took place and that still takes place on this very ground where I, again, walk, go catch the bus, go buy a pack of cigarettes. Um, 
kind of feel bad for the people who were caught up in all of that, if that makes any sense. Um, I kind of know a little bit about the families who are buried in this historic cemetery. Um, and it's weird to know what I do about their lives and think about how they just lived their lives not giving a single shit about the genocide and colonization that was taking place, and they were very happy to par- to participate within it. Um, and that's kind of just sad. I don't know. I just, I think the line between the boundary, if you will, between history and what counts as not history is just very blurry in places like this. Um, in most places, probably. And I think about how much I feel like I don't like these people. And I think about how I kind of feel bad for them. And I just have complicated feelings about these people who, um, are part of the history of where I live. And I mean, I hope to not die here. I hope to maybe leave and die somewhere else. Um, but you know, a lot of people have lived and died here for a lot of different reasons and feels weird thinking about how people did or didn't care about each other. I know that usually when I go to these places and even when I go there with very um, particularly necromantic intentions in mind, which is not always, sometimes I'm just going for a walk and I don't care a single shit about these people that are dead right beneath my feet. Sometimes I don't care about them, you know? But this Halloween um, was like one of the very few times I felt anything disturbing in this place. Um, sitting in sitting in the area where the ghost church is um, was very disturbing. And also walking around in this historic graveyard this is the first time i've ever felt like some kind of like restless dead maybe it's because these were very specifically i think um european um white settlers and i mean not necessarily white because there were also i believe irish settlers and they irish were not white considered white at the time Either way, very restless dead. Um, I didn't spend a lot of time there because of this, um, which is strange. I I am not easily disturbed by the dead. I think considering the themes of the episode and also so many different recent goings-ons with working more Saturnian magic through my artwork and through my um, contemplative practices. Um, I'll share um, a bit more about, you know, my workings and communications with the dead. So I will say that after my time spent in the cemetery, I mean, yeah, it would have been a cemetery at the time because there would have been a church attached to it. But I refer to it as a graveyard now because the church um, has been taken down. But anyways, uh, I didn't expect any further communications with the deceased that evening, which um, I guess was my mistake because 
later that night, I had a very interesting experience with my own ancestors, which I know that I have a very distinct mental block um, when it comes to communication with my ancestors, which is completely of my own creation and I'm working on um, not leaning so heavily into it. But because of the fact that I'm so hyper aware of my practice being so different to anything my ancestors would have done, so different, like very few vestiges of my cultural heritage whatsoever, even though I'm aware of my cultural and um, my heritage and all these things, I know about them in a way that a lot of people are not privileged to know about, and I still don't practice them. I feel kind of guilty about this, um, and I know it's a block in any further communication with um, these types of spirits, like my direct ancestral lineage, um, but on that Halloween night, I did get some ancestral messages that were very jarring to me and you know it's funny because it actually relates to my Saturn in the eighth house placement um because the placement is also associated with um isolation and uh despondentness sometimes and I um was very viscerally made aware of the fact that I am a very lonely person um, in a lot of ways because of me being queer. I just don't tend to think very deeply about how much being like a queer non-binary person alienates me so much from people around me. Um, and it's different to my more um dis my my more actively destructive habits of pushing people away from me um and my own my very distinctive fear of intimacy those are all things that i have been trying to contend with with the help of uh various goetic spirits that i speak to on a regular basis um but thinking about the way that it almost feels like there's nothing I can do about this. Like, it's not my fault that I am queer and non-binary. That There's nothing even really wrong with that. Um, but, you know, either way, it separates me in a lot of ways from people around me. In a way that, you know, it makes me think about all of the people who I am related to and who came before me who were also queer black people in some form or fashion and the way that they they also suffered abuse because of their queer identities and because of their being racialized as black people um very upsetting things you know <laughs> And I don't know, I've just been thinking more about Saturn and necromancy and um, working with those energies more intentionally and also 
All of this is to say that if you're thinking of um, doing more magic that is focused on the offices of Saturn, um, it's best to start with your pre-existing practice, I think, when it comes to transforming um, or really heavily adding or modifying your spiritual practice. Um, and so evoking Saturn's name when you um, banish, when you bind, um, when you are doing baneful workings, um, further baneful workings like curses and such. Um, in Did I already mention invoking Saturn in, in protection? Um, workings and also thinking about um, honoring Saturn in the ways that you traverse or construct boundaries in the more mundane sense when you move from one place to another. <sighs> when you are, um, when you have very specific magical goals, think about how Saturn plays into that. Um, I think um, I think when I finish creating this episode that it will most likely include some, um, it most likely will become its own form of Saturnian magic in that the sounds I use for my little interludes in the show are oftentimes clips of the sound that the planet Saturn makes, recordings that you can find online from like NASA of the sound of the planet Saturn. Very interesting to think about. Um, I love reading the comment section on videos of these recordings um, because people will talk about their like what they think this sounds like and a lot of times you have people discussing that the planet Saturn sounds like the screams of the immortal souls of of our lost loved ones. It's like very hardcore. Um, and so I will probably include a bit more of that than usual in this episode, hopefully. Um, and I really hope this episode has moved you to think more about um, the way Saturn moves through your life and to like take a deeper look at Saturn in your own chart and you know I, I that's all I'll say because to be honest I'm not the most excited about um Saturn coming to me in my dreams and encouraging me into this direction so I wouldn't necessarily wish it on you either but uh some of us are just called to working this type of magic um magic with a focus on like I said boundaries and and death and necromancy etc it's just something that some people are called to more than others I don't know <sighs> we have now reached the end of this episode of the show if you have questions or concerns, email me at babylonrisingpodcast at gmail.com or find me on Instagram where I basically live. My Instagram page is just called venus.libitna uh, and both of those are always linked in the episode description. 
If you can, please feel free to support the show by either donating a few dollars a month to the podcast Patreon page, uh, patreon.com forward slash Babylon Rising, or instead leave a lovely rating and review on iTunes. Both types of support keep Babylon Rising on the net. All of that information and more is always linked in the episode show notes, so check it out down there. Until next time, Ave Babylon.